Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to hour number three of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, we are The Drive here on uh, the Steelers Nation Radio, uh, coming to you live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. And, uh, Matt, uh, the Steelers... The walkthrough is coming to an end here, yeah. just in case people are interested. Well, they usually, like, the walk... The way they do walkthroughs is, like, we a lot of the... describe a walkthrough. A lot of the there. starters are down there. Uh, everybody's down there to start these things. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of break things off once they go through the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen. Well, I assume that's special teams you, going yeah, on. Yeah, then the they have a little right, special right. teams walkthrough. So that, then, so all the linemen can leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that goes. And I'm sure the quarterback's left too. And you know, yeah. uh, Just a, a super quick rundown of, of the walkthrough situations. There's two fields. One of them's got all orange, gold jerseys. One of them's all white, offense, defense. They don't walk through against each other. You don't want the defense to give you the look. You have a, an offensive scout team do it for you. Yeah. The opponent isn't real, you know, important. Yeah, you're just walking through plays. Yeah, you're walking through plays. It's halfway through what they do in the classroom on the board versus what you do on the field at full speed. If you could combine those two, that's a walkthrough. That is a walkthrough. Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, Willie McGinnis on NFL.com has ranked his top ten edge rushers in the league. He's a former edge rusher. He knows a little bit about it. Yeah, he's done quite well should. on that. Yes. Uh, so, What's he have to say? Yeah, Mr. T.J. Watt uh, should be high on this list. He has had four seasons in a row of at least 13 sacks. Wow. That's and that's Reggie White type stuff. That's the only other guy who's done that is Reggie White. It's pretty amazing. And you know, we were talking bets and props and things like that before. You've brought this up a couple times. His over-under is 13 and a half, 13.75 13.75. Right. So he has to get to 14. He has to get to 14 for you to win your bet, which he's done four out of five years, and the other one was one sack below that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. I'm going over. Uh, so his number 10 is Shaq Barrett uh, with the uh, Buccaneers. Okay. I mean, I guess we'll hear the other names, or is there a just miss list or any of that stuff? I don't know. I haven't gotten to the bottom of the story here. I'm going ten to. He, he went to ten. Oh, he we went would ten do this. To one, he see. went ten to one. So we'll okay we'll find out. But. I think he's in that neighborhood. He's been really productive for the Bucks. Really blew up. It was a great signing for them. Yeah. I mean, he, he was behind Von Miller and Chubb and was good as a third guy. Yeah, really liked him a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, undrafted guy in yeah, 2015. Yeah, kind of self-made so. dude. Yeah, right. At number nine is Max Crosby. It's a little low for him. 
Well, I mean, you know, if you're looking at sacks, um, that's the one thing that was missing there. He didn't get mm-hmm. guys – he had a lot of pressures, which usually translates to sacks. Yeah. Uh, if I were campaigning for Mr. Crosby, I would say the Raiders blitzed way less than any team in the league. So he's getting doubled probably as much as anyone, yeah. as much as Watt or well, whoever. They had on the other side of him. They only had 35 sacks as a team. He I know they were eight. low, right. And he had an eight. I mean, yeah. he was definitely their best player. On defense, yeah. I mean, they gave him and they gave, they him, gave him money. Yeah, you know, four-year uh, extension worth almost a hundred million dollars. So much better athlete than people realize too. Like, go Google Max Crosby's combine numbers; you'll be shocked. Number eight, Trey Hendrickson. I think that's proper for him. I've seen him like five, six, yeah, and I respect the production. I don't know that people fear him though. He's got twenty-seven and a half sacks over the last two, two years. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I mean, that, that's undeniable. It's fantastic. Home run for Cincy. I just don't watch his tape and think, whoa, you know, yeah. not a lot of wow moments. Number seven, Vaughn Miller. Is he still that guy? Yes. I don't know if the Bills will regret giving him the contract they did at his year, age. $120 million deal. But they must not have been the only ones offering him big money. Yeah. So I think the league tells us he is still a stud. He was great down the stretch for the Rams. All-time great might be a stretch when describing Von Miller, but if it is, it's not too far off. Yeah, he's. I mean, he, another Pretty special, another good season here, and he's. You yeah, know, I mean, I, he potentially could be a three-time Super Bowl winner. He's got a couple of Super Bowls right. already. Yeah, I mean, he's an easy Hall of Famer that's far from done. Yeah, that just got huge money. Number six. Uh, this one I kind of have a little bit of an issue with. Khalil Mack. The numbers aren't great. Lately. The last three seasons, he's been under ten sacks. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if he's still that guy. I don't think he is either. Uh, the Bears had an abnormal a number of sacks last year, and it wasn't because of him necessarily. It yeah. wasn't. I mean, he he didn't help. Them, he yeah. helped. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. I mean, they don't get him there without him. But it wasn't like he was a boaster or you know Watt or one of these guys just racking him up. You know, he was part of many contributing, and unlike Von Miller, it wasn't crazy expensive to get him. Yeah, you know. If the Bears could trade him for more to another team, they would have. Number five, Nick Bosa. That's too low. <laughs> I'm infatuated <laughs> with this guy. I think he's unbelievably special. If you told me one guy in the league was going to be right there with Garrett or Watt or better, I would pick him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty good. Now, you know, the, the question for them becomes, you know, can he get – like the way that they play mm-hmm. and run the ball so much – they're also a low percentage blitz team. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know that kind of hurts him a little, a little bit. So how about this? It was, I was just digging up goofy stats about different teams. I actually, did it for Steelers.com. You can find it on the NFC West preview I did a while back. Besides the Trey Lance pick, I think eight years in a row, their first selection was a defensive lineman. Yeah, I mean they really stress it. I forget the name of their D-line coach, but he is revered that he gets the most out of those guys. He hasn't well, yet. I would, like, I would hope so. I say, but if you give first him a first-round first round pick, yeah. right, right. And this year, what they didn't have a first-round pick, but it was Drake Jackson, you know, yeah. their first pick. But, I mean, we're talking about Armstead and Buckner, Kinlaw, Bosa, you know. But a lot of those guys are top five picks. Like, right, right, right. I don't have to be a genius to make those guys look good. No, no. I'm, whatever, whatever his name is, people love him, that he's a great up-and-coming 
position coach. That, that's all but, well and good, but if you, if you give me, you know, if you give me the first pick in the you draft, give me filet mignon, I'm going to make a pretty good meal. <laughs> exactly. You give me chopped chop liver, it's not going to be a very good meal. Yeah, especially that position. Talent's yeah. so important there. But it, it's interesting to me that the Niners stress their D-line as much as they do. Yeah. Number four, Chandler Jones. I don't is he have still a real, that guy? I don't know. To, to rank ahead of Bosa? I mean, uh, this is not the same conversation. I can't put him on Bosa, but it, this is not the same conversation. But of edge guys of this generation, I think he's the most underrated. I think he's had a borderline Hall of Fame career already. He's got 107 and a half sacks in 10 years. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. And that's after missing a lot last year. Yeah. It's consistent. He's long. He's strong. I, I think if you ask Belichick, he'd be like, I screwed up trading that one. Yeah, yeah, like, but he had he had some off-the-field stuff that was just – there was some – And they didn't like, want to pay him. Then he, he, like, showed up outside a police department and up, up, up there and he was naked in the parking lot or something. Didn't he have some kind of, like, synthetic marijuana? There was something, yeah. That, was, with, that went hand-in-hand hand yeah. with the nakedness or whatever. <laughs> I think that's what went on, yeah. But he got after the quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> Number three. Another guy that's uh, uh, on a Hall of Fame type career, uh, Cam Jordan. So that means Joey's not in the top. It means 10. Joey's not in the top ten, yeah. And we're not <laughs> talking about friends, right? <laughs> Cam Jordan to me kind of reminds me of Cam Hayward, yeah. like in that they, if he was here, everyone out here would love him and adore him, and he's had a somewhat quiet career by you know all the hoopla that surrounds him, but he's been awesome every year. He's going to be a Saints legend. He's easily going to be a Ring of Honor type guy or whatever they do for that, their version of the Hall of Honor. If he doesn't make the, the, the Hall of Hall of Fame, which he probably won't because his resume at the end won't be as good as he is as a player. But he's still really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd put Joey Bosa over a lot of these names, but okay. Number two, Miles Garrett. Then we know who won is, I assume. Yeah. He didn't leave TJ off, did he? He did not. For Joey. No, he did not. I think you have to have Watt over Garrett right now. The production is just. Uh, They're not close. We, we did this a couple of weeks, um, uh, about a month, a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. or whatever, the Hall of Fame monitor. Um, TJ Watt's Hall of Fame monitor. And, re- and remember, they came into the league the same year. Right. In the same, same draft. draft. Class, both first round picks, one much earlier than the other. Watt has, I think it's 25 or 30 more sacks than Garrett. Yeah, I'm trying to do a quick search of sacks per game. But they're not even close. I mean, in terms, Watt is way higher than Garrett. Watt is like at an all-time pace. Right, exactly. Up there with Reggie White in terms of that stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to look here. Well, I'm not really finding it very easily. But uh, Miles Garrett averages .83 sacks per game, which is great. I mean, that that is also a Hall of Fame type pace. Um, give me two seconds and I'll find out T.J. Watts. All right. Well, while you do that, I'm going to say that uh, he has the third most sacks in his first five seasons in NFL history with 72, trailing only his brother, J.J., who had 74 and a half, and Reggie White, who had 81. That's remarkable. I mean, and, and remi- people should re- also remember, Reggie White had a couple of years in the, in the uh, USFL before he came to the uh, – Came to the NFL, so he was more of a finished product when he came to the NFL. Like he was already like, okay, you get that rookie season out of the way. Like you take Watts' rookie year out of the equation. I'm not finding it anyway. And since his rookie year, I mean, he's far and away the best pass rusher. Far and in away, the 
far and away. He's, he's had at least 13 sacks in each of the last four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he has missed time. If you want to hold that against him, fine. That's why I was looking up sacks per well, so game. So is Garrett. So is Garrett. Yeah. yeah. And he also got suspended. You know, but um, I, I think those two stand alone. I think Nick is very close and hasn't had the body of work quite yet. And he missed a whole season, which hurts his cause. Big picture. But no one's better than TJ. No. There were people before the Steelers signed him to his contract last year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't pay him. I wouldn't pay him. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, really? He's maybe the best defensive player in the league. That's who you pay. Right. And I mean, he and Aaron Donald are the two most disruptive defensive players in the league right mm-hmm. now. The other thing about Watt, too, he's gotten really good at taking the ball away, swatting down passes. He can cover. He just he can, affects games in so many ways. So many ways. A, a high-quality run defender. Not to say some of these guys can't do those things, but it's not just sacks with him either. No, it's, it's, know, he's, right? a, he's a complete player. He's a complete player. Yeah. And a leader. He's tough. You know, he's the kind of guy you want in the locker room. You know, positive impact and, and on I don't those know around that, him. I don't know that T.J. Watt at this point – has reached his peak as a player. Well, last year was his best year. We agree on that. Every right? year has been his best. And, and Every, each year, the year before that was his best year. He's continued stacking that. that. Year, like, right. We haven't seen any kind of decline. No, no, we've seen ascension. Yeah. I mean, year after year. Now, yeah. at some point, that's going to happen. That's just only, that's only natural. But he did what he did last year in 15 games. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to predict that he did, that he's going to keep that pace up. I mean, but I bet it's not far off. Right. And it, it could be better. Right. Like, like Chandler Jones has hit his peak. Von Miller's his peak. Cleo Max his peak. Those names we listed. Cam Jordan. Probably Cam Hayward. You know, like, they, they probably won't be ascending. Garrett could be, you know. He could be. But, again, you're talking about the same age mm-hmm. as right. Watt. Right, right, right. You know, they came, again, that 2017 draft, um, you know, right now has produced the two best pass rushers in the league. Mm-hmm. Easily. I mean, Donald is a better player than them, and he's a great interior pass rusher, but – I don't think he's a better pass rusher than Garrett or Watt. Yeah, he doesn't list who just missed his just missed, but Joey Bosa has. He's the 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 name that I don't quite understand for not being on there. I, I yeah, don't get that crazy. one at all. Yeah, I don't get that one at all. I'm trying to scan the league of who else I'd even consider in that neighborhood. Um, I'm going. I always go division by division in my head, and there's nobody in the north. There's nobody in the east that's jumping out at me as you know the next one. Um, Rashawn Gary could be on that, could be in that conversation. Another another big year. Yeah. Um, Chase Young would have been there, but he can't yeah, stay healthy. Yeah, good one, good one. Um, Daniel Hunter, or is his best day well, behind him? The people in Dallas might have an argument. If you're going to call Parsons. I mean, you have to call him an edge, right? That's not what he asked. I mean, I think he said, who are the best pass rushers? Yeah. And Parsons is one well, of the best he said that He said the best edge rushers. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So I, I guess if you didn't count him, I would understand it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good group. I mean, there's. I mean, who are the top young guys that are coming and breaking in on that? I don't know if like a Quiddy Pay or, or any of those. I don't know guys. if those guys are going to. I don't think the rookies are going to be. Yeah, Walker or any of those. Near guys. the top of those no. lists next year. That, that would surprise. That would surprise yeah. me. And even last year's crop of like Pay and those guys are fine, but they're not. I don't think they're ready to light the world on yeah. fire. It's you very, know. you know, when you're Cleveland and you've got Miles Garrett and you still don't have the best pass rusher in your division. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good company. Yeah. No doubt about that. Uh, so I'm looking here at uh, another thing here, and they get their news and notes for, on NFL.com. 
Training camp buzz. Mitch Trubisky pulling ahead in Steelers quarterback competition. You're late to the party, folks. Yeah, I mean, come on, people. It wasn't a race, for one thing, yeah. so he had nothing to pull ahead. He started ahead. <laughs> and, and he stayed ahead. And he stayed ahead, and he's going to be the top guy. I mean, these are done deals. You know, like it, it, it does surprise me a little bit in today's NFL. This feels like a story from, like, 1985 right. when we didn't have the Internet, and you'd right. have to, like, read the papers and, <laughs> you know, read a quote here and there. Like, why doesn't the world know that Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback now? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a not even mind-boggling. A, yeah, not even a, a – uh, uh, a question here, right? Um, I keep getting asked that when I yeah. go in different formats. Like this is it's Mitch a done is deal, a starter. right? Yeah, uh, Marcus Mariota, according to NFL.com, growing comfortable behind the Falcons' offensive line. You better not get too comfortable. No, you better <laughs> hope you have some <laughs> wheels and get ready to run. Unlike the Steelers, like their O line is littered with early picks, you and know, they like, still and it's they're bad, just as bad if yeah. not worse, and. Um, I think an athlete in that position is going to be really important. And both those guys can move, you know, him and Ritter. Yeah, I agree. Ritter's a lot like Mariota physically. Yeah. Uh, just looking here, anything else that sticks out? Nothing really. Uh, that Shaquem Grant is yeah, out for the Shaquem, year. Yeah, that, that's that's Mekhi Becton looks like he's out for the year. Broke his kneecap. Yeah. Which can't be good when you're that's 360. Hurt. Yeah. That's got to hurt. There's been no good news on Becton now for like a year or two with injuries move from left to right tackle, some overweight stuff. I'm not indicating that because he was overweight a month ago or early in camp that led to injury, but sometimes that stuff happens. Yeah. And they were actually interviewing Salah today, the Jets coach, or maybe it was yesterday, and he kind of unprovoked said, that doesn't mean that's the end of Becton's career or his story's over. Like, it's funny you bring that up for a third-year <laughs> guy that was a super <laughs> super prospect. I what, a top great ten pick, year, yeah. Right, and was great in his rookie year and was looked like your future left tackle, and now you're answering, you know, is his time here done? Is his career over? That's like, what happens whoa. in New York. Yeah. It's over in a New York minute. <laughs> New York minute, right. You know, Eric Mangini goes from Manginius to get him the hell out yeah, of here. Yeah, hate this guy. He's right. showing up on the Sopranos and stuff, and the next thing he knows, he's fired. It could be Zach Wilson next. Could be him next. Which I mean, means Salah would go with him. Same thing with, uh, with, with um, you know, Danny Dimes and all that stuff. Yeah. I can't yep, wait, yep. wait to get rid of him and, and – uh, um, I've heard more and more buzz. The butt G- fumble guy. Jimmy uh, yeah. oh, Sanchez. Sanchez. Fran- franchise. Yeah. Now he's gone. I keep hearing more and more rumblings that Jimmy to the Giants is a possibility. That would make I some guess sense. it makes some sense. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to bring Jones back, you could sign Jimmy to a two-year deal, still draft one. They have Taylor, I think, but so what? Yeah. You know, it's not a, an obstacle. Yeah. Well, the it uh, looks like the walkthrough is over uh, here at St. Vincent College. Half hour, 45 so. minutes, something like that, maybe? Uh, something most, like that, yeah. yeah. Going out there and walking through stuff. Uh, we're walking you through the three hours here in the afternoon. We'll be walking you through all the way till 5 o'clock, but we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to St. Vincent College here in beautiful Olatro, Pennsylvania. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. And uh, Matt, I was digging into some numbers here on the... uh, the Steelers' new additions in the secondary. Okay. And I, I, I came across it. It seems to me that they went looking for guys 
who are sure tacklers. Yes. When, uh, so, yes, I agree with that. Uh, when when you look at uh, Levi Wallace and Demonte KZ, uh, Wallace had a missed tackle rate of ten point eight percent last year, which a lot of fans may say that's that's pretty that's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's really not. No, it's not. That was actually up from five point three percent in twenty twenty. So he's been pretty good at uh, getting guys on the ground in his career. KZ was at ten point three percent last year. You know, the the Bills live in nickel, and if you're going to do that. Your secondary cornerbacks better be able to tackle. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's going to be – if you're going to be a nickel basically no matter what and a team's going to come out in 21, 12, heavier personnel, your your defensive backs have to tackle bigger people. Yeah. And you, you can't pull that off without it. And I know this seems kind of crazy because of his build. He's very lean. But there were a lot of people who thought he might be a safety coming out of Bama because yeah. he wasn't a great tester, but he's a good football player. I mean, he's not bashful. He's great above right. the neck. Right, yeah. right. Um, I bring that up because, you know, those two guys at 10.8 and 10.3 percent, um, Akello Weatherspoon's missed tackle rate last year was 28.6 percent. He's lacking in that department, yeah. yeah. Joe Hayden was at 17.4 percent, and Cam Sutton was at 16.1 percent. Okay. Not good enough from the, the group last year. If you look at the explosive runs that the Steelers uh, gave up last year, there were 75 of them. Now, the NFL considers an explosive run anything of 10 or more yards. Okay. 75 led the league. Yeah, way too many. That's why. That's how you finish dead last in rush defense. And you, you give up that many explosive runs when you're, you're second guys in the secondary are missing tackles. Yep. And the Steelers were also very high in their percentage of dime usage. So there were six defensive backs on the field a lot. Um you need to be great tacklers if that's the case, even if you're facing three, four wide receiver sets because those guys are good after the catch too. It's not just running backs in terms of tackling, but I know your explosive run thing is handoffs, you know. Yeah. Um, and I can't 100% blame, well, the the, back, the front seven was getting blown off the ball and the holes were so huge. No, it's and not just it's that. It's not just that. I yeah, mean, there's, it's there's contributed. More, yeah, there's more to run defense, though, than what happens up front. Mm-hmm. Like if you get – a guy breaks – he gets a, a you know six or seven yard run, but your cornerback comes up and takes him out, gets him on the ground. Okay, 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 that happens. Fight and live another day. Yeah. It's second and four. He misses three, that tackle you know? though, and now it's now that that seven yard gain turns into a fifteen it's yard gain. It's an explosive all yeah. of a sudden, and I'm not sure we can say this enough, but the league is all about explosive plays. Yeah, you know, preventing explosive plays, creating explosive plays. Steelers' offense didn't have nearly enough of them. Steelers' defense against the run allowed far too many. Because yeah. pass, the pass defense wasn't bad. No. They gave up 215 yards a game last year. That's, right, right, that's one right. of the better efforts in the league. 100%. You know, I mean, that you'll take that, and that could even improve. But I do think that tackling was one of the components that just allowed too many explosives. And I don't know that Witherspoon will ever get better at it. Hayden's been a good tackler. I haven't done, you know, studied the numbers, but I think age probably factored into yeah, that and yeah. inability to get yourself in the position. Yeah, because he was always a guy that stuck his nose in there and right. put got guys on the ground. And Cam Sutton probably missed a couple more tackles last year than he t- typically had because he'd usually been pretty good at that as well. And I'm curious, you know. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
if he's going to be operating out of the slot a higher percentage of the time, how much are they going to stress that? Because it's going to be more important there. You're closer to the yeah. ball. You're closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, side note, I heard this on the way here, that of all the safeties in the league, Edmonds lined up in the slot more than any other. I, I didn't know that. And yeah. I consider him a good tackler. You know, I don't, yeah, know, he, that, I don't know if that will keep up, though. His uh, his missed tackle percentage was 10.1% last year. Around 10 is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was 9.5%. Arthur Millette, 2.1%. Wow, and he you said he was one shining tackle. at drills. Yeah, he missed too. one tackle last year. Makes you wonder. I mean, I'm not projecting Millette to play a lot of snaps, but he's really reliable. Yeah, if you're in first and ten in the in the in the nickel, yeah, you're going to have Millette out there. out there because he's a, he's a good run defender. And maybe Weatherspoon or Wallace is on the bench. Yeah, I mean, probably is. So maybe Millette's a bigger factor than we realize. I yeah. mean, he's only a slot, but he's now if it's good third and eight, it. that's different. That's different, yeah. right? I think Sutton's then in the slot. Another defensive back trend is they have a lot of versatility. I mean, if Edmonds is the closest thing to a linebacker, going all the way down to Millette, who's the little nickel, and they have everything in between, including two outside corners, some safety corner versatility in KZ and Norwood, uh, true free in Minka, like. Not a lot of those skill sets are repetitive amongst their defensive backs. Yeah. So maybe, you know, projecting who the slot is, who the nickelback is, might be a little more different week to week or, to your point, opponent down to opponent. in distance yeah. situation. You know, we need the tackler. This time we need the cover guy. This this one we need the size versus, you know, the Browns or Ravens. You know, Bengals we need speed or versatility or, you know. So they do have a lot of options with their secondary. Absolutely. So – I think that's interesting, and it's certainly something I think that they looked at uh, in free agency this year. I don't like, think it's an accident. No, I don't, I don't think no. it is either, that they wanted to get better mm-hmm. on the back end getting guys on the ground. These are the kind of things I love about what we do for a living is little nuggets like, boy, I didn't think Juju was a great signing for the Chiefs, but then you put two and two together that they faced more zone than anyone in the league, and he's best first zone. Or, you know, it's not an accident the Steelers signed Trub- or went out and got, got Trubisky and Pickett. Well, they have a couple things that are really in common. They're both great after play action before they ever got here. They're both very good throwing on the run. This is what front offices do, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they look at their you know, how they play, how they have to play, what sort of players fit the mold. Absolutely. As you often say, uh, teams tell you what they think by the moves that they make or what yeah. their plans are by the moves that they make. Yeah. Sometimes and, it takes a lot of digging to figure it out, yeah. you know, but there's a logic behind it. Yeah, it definitely makes some sense. I think they feel like Akella Weatherspoon is their best cover corner. They must, and he's a playmaker. Yeah, because even like today during practice, uh, when they were doing one-on-one passing drills mm-hmm. uh, the, with the receivers against the, against the cornerback single, you know, singled up, they made sure that Witherspoon was matched up against Pickens. Really? And, and Tomlin kept calling for that matchup, you know. They're a more – I mean, people know this, but they're they're much more a left-right corner situation as opposed to you follow the guy around. But I think Weatherspoon is their best take-the-ball-away corner. If you had to say one guy on the team has to follow Jamar Chase or Bateman or Cooper. I'm he might be that guy. I yeah. think he would be the one you pick. Because he's got the size. He's 6'2". Mm-hmm. He's got speed. Mm-hmm. Length, uh, obviously. You know, he's got the length and, and, and ability to play the ball. Mm-hmm. And he showed a penchant for getting his hands on the football, uh, whether breakups or you know uh, picks, which is great. So, okay, he, he's – you know, there's a spectrum with all these defensive backs. We just talked about their, their versatility on the field. Well, he's our worst tackler, but he's our best playmaker, so yeah. we'll use him in this manner. 
and, and I mentioned Chase. Maybe Chase is a bad example for him because he's so good after the catch. If if Spoon misses a tackle on Chase, uh, we can't have that. Yeah. Maybe we want Sutton or Wallace. You know, give him a big cushion, come up and tackle Chase time and time again. No explosives. Don't let him get over the top. Yeah, no explosives from Jamar. You know, okay, we can live with that. He's going to get his no matter what. Yeah. So maybe that's the logic week to week. But I think it, uh, like, for example, Dick LeBeau would have loved Levi Wallace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of off coverage, come up, smack people around, physical, smart, you know, aided by a good pass rush. Yeah. Don't get beat over the top. Don't get beat over the top. No explosives. Yep. Yeah, I think he'd be a big LeBeau guy. Yeah. Whereas I, I don't think Witherspoon would have. No. Probably not. Probably not. But it just shows you what the, the balance that they're trying to find there mm-hmm. in that secondary. Where did I read today? Someone from the Steelers organization said Sutton was like the smartest offensive back that they've ever been around. Mike Tomlin talked about was, that. Was stuff. Yeah, yeah, like when they, they took uh, – when he and Kevin Colbert uh, went and had dinner with Sutton, with Sutton uh, you know, the night before the, the Tennessee Pro Day, and they put him on the, the whiteboard, mm-hmm. and he's drawing up the all-22 and, and could tell you what everybody on – on the field's job was yeah as a college player mm-hmm. and reading, he's not and he's not a quarterback he's not a quarterback <laughs> i remember dr- reading draft reports of sutton saying a lot of the same stuff team captain aligns everybody up he can play on all phases of special teams including punt returns he can play some corner he can play some safety senior bowl he played some free you know that's not what he does best but hey i can do it you yeah know? and so uh, that kind of stuff is is really valuable too. Yeah, it's know? very, very much like William Gay or someone like that. Like, yeah. you look at them, okay, they're not the best athlete. Deshay, maybe. Yeah, right? Deshay you know, is the yeah, same yeah, yeah. same mold, but they're smart above the neck mm-hmm. players that uh, you know you can you can play a long time doing that. Joe yeah. Hayden had the best of both of that, where he had the mm-hmm. athletic traits, but he was also good above the neck. Yeah, I mean Sutton's not six one and run, doesn't run a four three. Doesn't look like Sauce Gardner, you know, yeah. but. You're going to play in a long time in the league, not making mistakes, knowing where people are at, no false steps, you know, understanding yeah. route concepts don't blow, and all don't that Don't blow stuff. your coverages. Right. Don't allow explosives, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Matt, we're going to take another break because I, okay. I want some extra time in this final segment of the show today because uh, we're going to do a little fantasy football focus. Ah, okay. Uh, but that's going to – we'll be back with more. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. We are live from St. Vincent College here on The Drive. Uh, we're uh, live on ESPN 970 and – Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with that fantasy football focus right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. And uh, Steelers have wrapped up uh, their practices and walkthroughs for the day, uh, getting uh, ready for their uh, preseason opener on Saturday at Acrisure Stadium against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That's a nice little uh, <laughs> preseason trip there for the uh, Seahawks. Yeah, uh, really not real convenient. Yeah, not super convenient. Um, Matt, I thought we'd do a little fantasy football focus here to close out okay. today's show. And, uh, well, we haven't done a mock draft yet this year. I'm in. Troll. It is that time. We're in August. Yeah, right, right, right. People Things are starting are to do oh, it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just starting to happen here. So I am on uh, Draft Wizards on Fantasy Pros. Okay. And uh, we will, we're will. we going to go 12 teams, PPR. Yep. Single season. We're going to snake it. Uh, right what now, number do we get? We're going to random, randomize this here. Fine. We're picking, and we got number six. Okay. Okay. 
We're drafting uh, one receiver, two running backs. These are the starters. One receiver, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, which is a wide receiver, tight end, or running back, mm-hmm. def- uh, defense, a kicker, and six bench players. Okie doke. Pretty um, standard then. You yeah. said PPR. So, yeah, PPR. We're going to start the uh, draft here, and the picks are going off the board, and we are up. The first six picks in this draft, Jamar Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Or Jonathan Taylor, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Ekelar. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase. I, as we always Pretty do. Pretty chalky. Like to uh, like to give you the uh, names of the teams in the league here as well. Uh, yeah, That's always, always fun. funny ones, right? So we get uh, Orange Sherbert. Uh, Worth every penny as the second pick. Rashad Penny. Yeah. Pits of Despair. Kyle. There you go. Shark Week. Uh, Again. Pump the Drakes. No-brainer. Pump the Drakes is a new one. Yeah. Like Clever. that. Clever. Our team. Jurassic Shark is uh, picking seven. You can't use Shark twice in the same draft. Yeah, but no. okay. Waddle Waddle uh, is the, uh, has the eighth pick. Livin' La Visca Loca uh, is the uh, number nine. Shaken Shaken Bakers is uh, number okay, ten. Okay. Lambs and Shepherds. Uh, 11th, and then, hey, Darnold, number 12. So two, <laughs> two Carolina quarterbacks <laughs> okay. in this one. So our pick is up here. I think we're in a tough spot, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, Dalvin Cook is the is the is what they're suggesting here is the top suggested player. Yes. I like that. Derrick Henry, Najee Harris still available, yep. as is Justin Jefferson. I mean, I, I don't I don't think we take Derrick Henry here. I think we can Henry is low on my list. Uh, I don't have my list in front of me, but I have been updating it almost daily. Henry's like my ninth or tenth back. Yeah. And I think Cook and Najee are my four and five off the top of my head. Yeah. And the three gone are the top three. Jefferson stands out, though, because a lot of people have either Jefferson or Cup. Tackle by Jefferson. Tackle by Jefferson. (laughs) And uh, Chase is a clear three. I just have a problem taking a receiver at six. Yeah, yeah, I think he got over it over back. two backs that are going to catch the football and and high quality players, good offense, yeah, reasonably good offenses, um, high touch dudes. I prefer Cook, but either one is absolutely fine with me. I don't have a problem SNR. taking Cook there. I think yeah. he's gonna. I think he's gonna like Najee Harris there. You you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Cook has the higher upside though. I think and more pedigree and yeah. you know right right. No, All right, cool so we're, we're taking Dalvin Cook, and Najee Harris went with the next pick. So nah. not not surprising. We're rolling around here too. Our pick in round two, oh, the top player of suggested for us here, Aaron Jones. Ooh, I have like him that. ahead I, of Henry to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, like the, the picks right back. after us. Our pick were Harris, DeAndre Swift, Jamar Jefferson, or Justin Jefferson, Justin I should Jefferson, say, right. Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Devonte Adams, Stephon Diggs. How about that? Hey, hey, Darnold goes at Adams and Diggs. Wow. Okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey, two pick two two. Uh, Shake and Bakers take Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Mark Andrews, and then our pick is up. So we, Aaron I'd, Jones is I'd there. Run to the podium. On CD Jones. Lamb is there. Tyreek Hill is there. I'm taking Aaron I'm Jones, taking Jones all day long. Yeah. He's a touchdown producer. He's going to catch a ton of passes it. this year. Yeah. He might. He's going to catch 100 passes this year. I think it'll be in that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, we're up again here now in round three. This is pick three. I think six. Jones should go in the first round. So we've got two running backs. Yep. So we got to start thinking quarterbacks or tight ends here heavily. Yeah. Uh, Keenan Allen available. Kyle Pitts available. Pitts is my one tight end. T. Higgins, A.J. A- Brown. Okay. This is some good options there. you got Pitts as your number one tight end. Everyone in the world is Kelsey number one, and usually Andrews too. And I respect those guys. I just think Pitts is a total ultra freak that 
his situation doesn't bother me. I think they'll throw a lot. And I think he, there's a really good chance he's going to be the first tight end drafted next year, and everyone will just realize how good he is. I mean, the, the big knock on him is he only scored one touchdown last year. Right. That's not going to keep up. I mean, that's just yeah. a fluky thing. That is a fluky thing. All right, we'll take Kyle Pitts here. i got no problem with that. I don't think you but get, we still don't have a wide receiver. That's I know, the problem. I know, I know. But I don't think you get Kittle or Waller in the turn. Yeah, Waller yeah. didn't last us. He went just ahead of our picks. I mean, there's five tight ends right. that are – you get an advantage. Well, we get some decent picks here for for wide receivers. I bet there's a lot of receivers picked from Terry McLaurin, oh, Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks, um, Cortland Sutton still available. Uh, I think McLaurin is DK my seventh Metcalf, or eighth wide receiver. Allen Robinson, Marquise Brown, Amari Cooper. See, I like a lot of those names. I would love to go McLaurin here, and then hope. DK Metcalf's on turn, or, you know, there's enough receivers there. I think you could probably end up with two of them. Yeah. McLaurin's my favorite. We have to, and then we'll, the way we've drafted this, that has to be. So, McLaurin's the pick. Yeah, that's an easy one for me, And too. there's I, another run on. I haven't on struggled the, with any of these picks yet. Another run on receivers. Okay, so now we're looking at, uh, in round five, Allen Robinson. I think he bounces back big this Amari year. Amari Cooper. No. Darnell Mooney. No. Jerry Judy. Uh, I, who was the first name again? Allen Robinson. I think he's way better than this group. Rashad Bateman. I'm a Bateman fan, and more so than Judy or some of those other names you listed. But Chris I think, Godwin. Wish I knew that he was playing. We're getting week some good one, news. Out of, so. It has him. been very promising. How about Michael Thomas? Same with him. Yeah. I mean, right now I think is the cheapest Godwin or Thomas will ever be, unless we get some catastrophic news. Yeah. But it sounds like they started really low on these lists, and everyone just keeps bumping them and bumping them. I like Allen Robinson the best, right. but if you went Godwin or Thomas, I would. We'll, we'll take Robinson and see if we can squeeze one of those guys into that next we might, round. We might. If I that think happens, yeah. Big. If that happens, we're in great shape. Uh, so, I'd also consider a third back. I so. think. Yeah, I'd look at a third back here. Let's see what they suggest for the all. Um, yeah, our third backs are. It gets nasty this year. It gets yeah. So right now, it's. I'm sure like AJ Dillon's gone. No, yeah. he's still there. Okay, because when Jones. Yeah. That's you can play you can both play of those guys, together, yeah. Right. It's not going to hurt you if you play no. both of those guys. And if you want to get hurt, then you're actually happy. Great shape, right, yeah. Right, right. Uh, Josh Jacobs available, Elijah Mitchell, A.J. Dillon, Chase Edmonds at the back, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, All K- are fine Kareem threes. Hunt. I, I don't, Dillon, to the me, Dillon stands out. intriguing, especially yeah. with what we have. I think we do that now, pull the trigger on that, and see what we get here at the wide receiver position in the next. Uh... I'm fine with that. I've chatted with some Packers guys, and they think there's going to be a high percentage of Dylan and Jones on the Absolutely. field together. You know, Absolutely. Right? Which doesn't happen as much as people think. Okay, so here we, we're back at the wide receiver position here. Take a look at that again. Rounds, you notice we still haven't drafted a quarterback, folks. Mm-hmm. Elijah Moore, Drake London, Devontae Smith, Tyler Lockett. Do we want to double down on that? Uh, I like all Atlanta those guys. Thousand. Brandon Ayuk. Ooh, I think I used to have a big Tyler year. Lockett, uh, Christian Kirk. He's yeah. their number one. I like Christian Kirk. Though. I do too. I think that's a, I think that's the pick. You want to see if there's a quarterback worth jumping out at? All right, you, let's let's take a I'm look a at wait, it. Wait for quarterback guy. Russell Wilson, Trey Lance, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. We'll fight on this one, but Lance is my favorite of the quarterbacks. I understand, but I'm understand. cool with Kirk. I think you know we'll, Kirk we'll, is your third re- receivers. I mean, they gave him like $24 million a year, and he's good. Yeah. You know, like, he's not, their number they one. They didn't do that to not play him or not get him <laughs> right. in football. I mean, we're not talking about if the contract was a good one or not. Right. That doesn't really matter. Yeah, let's let's take Christian Kirk there. I'm absolutely fine with that. All right. We're cruising along here. Might now, the be question becomes, time. do we want to take another receiver there, or do we want to wait and take a quarterback here? I'm more best available. 
Yeah, as am I. I wouldn't pigeonhole it. I would look here, too, at what's available at running back. You can never, mm-hmm. you never have enough. Tight end's the only thing I think that's off the board for us yeah. right now. Kareem Hunt, the top guys available. They're top suggestions. Kareem Hunt, Trey Lance, Ayuk, Kadarius Toney, uh, Aaron Rodgers, give me Tony Pollard. I really like Tony and Ayuk. Chase Claypool. I think Tony might be the Giants one. He's risky, but I'm an Ayuk believer. I'm a Lance believer. Those would be my three suggestions. Lance, Kadarius, Tony, Ayuk. Pollard's I don't bad trust either. Kadarius, Tony, to stay healthy. Oh, no. There's no trust <laughs> at all. Right. I think he's the least trustworthy guy in the league almost. We'll, I mean. take, Trey, we'll take a shot in Trey Lance. You're, okay. that's, that's your guy. That's you my guy. Yep, yep. Eighth yep. round. Eighth round. That's fine. Starting quarterback. That's Can fine. run a lot. All right, we're back up again. Uh, the top suggestion is Tony Pollard, Garrett Wilson, Jacoby Myers. Pollard's interesting because I think him and Dylan are both very flex-worthy, even if nothing bad happens around them. The wide receiver position, guys still available. Wilson, Alave, Myers, Tyler Boyd. I have a hard time starting any of them. Sky Moore. He at least has more upside than those guys. Yeah, Devontae Parker, no thank you. Nah. Jarvis Landry. It's okay. He's ordinary. He's grits, but yeah. he, all he does is go out and catch a bunch of passes. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I would go Moore or Pollard. Rondell Moore. Uh, I mean, if we needed a starting week one receiver, I'd consider Rondell Moore with Hopkins out, but we don't. Michael Gallup. He's out a long time. Uh, yeah, he's it's out for November. a while. Yeah, I don't think he's draftable this I kinda year. I kind of like Sky Moore there. I'm fine. Yeah, I think there's a chance he is very good. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. He's a name that didn't pop up in the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, you know. well, no, nah, he was in there. He was, was like, he, yeah, he was, later than Pickens. No, right he was ahead Pickens? of. He was ahead of Pickens. Okay, okay. He was like sixth, or something like that. He could do well there. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at the all. Uh, Naheem Hines available. They keep saying he's gonna catch a million passes. I don't think he scores once this year though. We did take uh, Cook with our first pick, Alexander Madison, available. Do we it's a nice do, insurance? Do we handcuff that because we've already got we've already got both. Packers backs. Mm-hmm. It's a thought. Just to throw that yeah, out there. I don't hate it. Uh, let's look at second quarterback since we Aaron Rodgers still available. That's a nice one super upside. The other guy, you know, what you know what you're going to get. Week. Uh, Cousins still available. Derek Carr, Tua is, is the next it would, guy. It would have to be Rodgers if, if you make the. I think it's just great goal. value there. Yeah, and we're in round ten. I know quarterbacks are hard to trade, but you could probably trade Aaron Rodgers at yeah. some point. Yeah, if know, Justin you know. Fields falls on his face, or not Justin Fields, Lance, Trey Lance yeah, right, right. is is really struggling. All right, I can start Aaron Rodgers. I'm pretty certain that we'll have quality quarterback production. Yes, between those two. Yes, and you'll take that for two late picks. Let's go ahead and yeah, take Rogers. Yeah, take Rodgers. We're set there in the quarterback. We don't done. even have to All look right. at quarterback anymore. Right. I don't know that I'm doing the same with tight end, though. You know, like yeah. I don't want Irv Smith here or Gusecki. Or, right, right, you know, yeah. Just to take one. Uh, it, the top players available for us right now, J.D. McKissick. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Kenneth Gainwell. He's sneaky to me. I think he's a better player than – a McKissick or a Hines. I think he'll get carries there. Yeah. And he's he's had some time with the ones from what I've read. Jarvis Landry. It's not bad. Devontae Parker. Yeah. Fryermuth. He's better than what I just threw out there as a second tight end. But yeah. I don't know. We need to be doubling up on tight ends and quarterbacks. Uh, Jamal right. Williams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Raheem Mostert. I don't think he plays much for them. 
Um, I mean, this is a lean area of the draft. Yeah, this is where it kind of starts to fall off. Let's take Gainwell. I like Gainwell. Yeah. That would have been my vote, too. Yeah. And if he misses, I mean, we're not invested heavily in him. Yeah. That's a good offense that runs the ball a lot. All right, we're down I to like round 12 here now. The top uh, suggestion for us is Rondell Moore. That's not awful at this stage. Uh, Jamal Williams. Coaches love them. They do. I mean, they, on first they've, and ten, they've signed backs, and they get a, a bunch of them. They do. I mean, uh, Swift is a first-round type guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, Devontae Parker. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Jahan Dotson, I should say. Hmm. I don't hate that. Then no. We, then we got two rookie wide receivers. That's not good. Who was the first receiver you mentioned? Uh, Rondell Moore. Moore. I think I'd take Moore over Dotson. Let's see who else is there. Julio Jones, no thank you. Nah. Robbie Anderson, no thank you. Uh, Corey Davis. People kind of forget about him. I know. He's not terrible. The I mean, they gave, they gave him money. Right. Nico I'm sure he'll start on the other. Collins. I don't mind that. I mean, let's, he's a true number two. Let's take Nico Collins. Yeah, I'm fine they, with they're going to yeah. be behind a lot. Yeah, he's they're very gonna talented. The, you're going to be throwing the ball. That's a, that's kind of a high upside I think a, a month from now he'll go two rounds higher than this. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, we might be pretty set now at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. Um, running I, back, I, we're pretty we're pretty solid. I mean, I'd take a shot on a tight end, especially if Fryer moves there. Uh, let's see what's available. Noah Fant. Not bad. Albert O. I'd probably go Albert O over Fant. Gerald Everett. Tyler Higby. Uh, Robert Tanyan. No, thank you. Evan Ingram. I've heard good things. I don't know if I trust him. Yeah, Austin Hooper. I think Albert O is my favorite of that group. Yeah, I mean, again, take the upside guy. Mm-hmm. And Good quarterback. Yeah, you know that uh, – They'll throw to the tight end a little bit there. I would think Russell Wilson does do that. Uh, the what's his Tim Patrick injury helps him. That a helps lot. him a lot. Yeah, a lot. Big body didn't you know? Maybe two more touchdowns or you know. We're in round fourteen here, Matt. How many we do? Fifteen. Uh, I believe we go uh, fifteen rounds. So we got to take we a def- kicker defense, defensive kicker to finish off our a mock draft here. I have not given the defense as much thought at all. So you want to take a defense first or a kicker first? Well, let's look and see if it's available. It doesn't matter. Patriots defense, the Saints defense. Ooh, Saints D's good. Chargers, Packers, Packers, Packers. I think defenses. the Packers will be my number one. Yeah, Packers defense. That's that's They're loaded. That's a slam dunk. Yeah, that's an easy one. Um, and I'm then curious what the the consensus number one defense is. Yeah, not the Packers. Not the, I don't know. Um, that leaves us with just a kicker to take: Ryan Suckup, Nick Folk, Matt Prater, Rodrigo Blankenship, Brandon Boz. McManus. Boz. Let me let me see here if, if uh, Boswell is available. Uh, where do you see a good omen for the rest of our fantasy? Absolutely, we did that last year. Every time, just take Boswell. Yeah. Uh, Young Hoku is available, but they won't. That's score actually any, pretty good. They don't score any points. They don't score any points, but the, he does. Yeah, he does. No, um, Jason Sanders, Robbie Gold. If it's not Boz, I'm I'm ducking out and deferring to you on this. I don't one. see any. Uh, I don't see Boswell here. So I'm imagining he's one of the first guys taken. Jake Elliott. Uh... Yeah, I don't see him available here. I want somebody if I'm I'm taking a kicker who has a late buy. Late bye week, yeah. So Young Hoku's buy is in week fourteen. He produces. Yeah. That's like right before the playoffs. I mean, he's one of the better kickers in the league. He's he's one of the guys there are three there are three guys ahead of uh Boswell, Boswell on the all time yeah. make list and Young Hoku is one of them. Yeah. he's a great player. I yeah. mean I know that and he kicks that. indoors for half of his games, sure. actually more than half because he plays uh so they gave us a grade of 80 out of 100 on that, a B-minus, according yeah. to the experts. Trey Lance, a quarterback, Dalvin Cook, and Aaron Jones at running back. Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson at wide receiver. Kyle Pitts at tight end. I Our flex uh, right now would be A.J. Dillon. Uh, we got the Packers defense. we got Young Ho Koo 
We're very invested in the Packers. That's not a bad No, team. that's not a bad team to be in. And then on the bench, we got Christian Kirk, Sky Moore, Aaron Rodgers, Kenneth Gamewell, Nico Collins, and Albert O from the Denver Broncos. I know we're up against it. Quick question for you. Week one, we're setting our roster. Who's your flex, Dylan or Kirk? Ooh, I think I go with Kirk. I might go with Kirk, but Dylan's interesting. I'd have to look at the matchup. Right, right. Yeah. I might want to see a game or two of how the Packers play. But if he gets 15 carries, he's worthy of the flex. I bet he scores. He's- Eight to twelve touchdowns this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I that, don't dislike that pick at all. That was our first mock draft of the year. We hadn't really done that. I, I, I'd take that team. Oh, I'd take that team. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what, Matt? That is going to do it for our show today. Wednesday's so, in the books. Wednesday is in the books. Of course, you can listen to all of our shows here on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio live from Steelers Training Camp. We get you covered wall to wall. Other than, of course, you got the Stan Saverin show. From uh, tw- 12 to 2 every day. Uh, but early in the morning, you get uh, Tom Opferman and uh, and uh, Bob Labriola from uh, 9 to 10, uh, followed up by Max Starks and uh, and uh, Wolf, uh, Craig Wolfley in the locker yeah. room. And then uh, you get uh, myself and uh, Matt Williamson here from 2 to 5 every day. Uh, but we thank you for listening to this show. It looks like the skies are opening up a little bit, a little bit of sun shining here now. Yeah, nice day. At St. Vincent College. Hopefully that carries through till tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.